Hello, Des. There we go. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I'm happy to have you here too as well. I really am. Fantastic. And first, before we get started, I just want to thank you and acknowledge you for what you're doing um, in the podcast space with this show. And just, I really love hearing all the stories. And I just feel like we can learn so much through everyone's story. And I just want to acknowledge you for, um, for what you're doing in this space. Congratulations. Oh, Tatiana, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. That means a lot. Absolutely. So how's your day going? How's the weekend? How's everything? Fantastic. You know, every day is a good day, <laughs> um, but, but it's been great. I, I love to take on the weekends, just take some time, some downtime to really kind of refresh and reflect and renew because I go so hard during the week that it feels great to just have this time to fill my own cup so that I could pour from an overfilled cup. <laughs> right, exactly. You got to do that every now and then. Absolutely. So let's get So. First topic is talk about your life story from your childhood all the way up to now. All right. Well, how much time did we have? No, just kidding. <laughs> first, first of all, what you'll know about me is I like to have fun in everything I do. So you'll notice that theme for sure. Nice. But um, so, Daz, I was born in Spain, Las Palmas, Gran Canary Islands. And I grew up, um, I was born and then we moved to the States. I moved with my mother and two sisters. Um, I, it's funny because I always say my, my first name is Russian, which is Tatiana. Last name is Labella, which is Italian. I was right. born in Spain and I grew up in Texas. So I'm like all That's over the place. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of consummates my, my life worldly. <laughs> so yeah, I have a sister in Spain and my dad is still there and I'm very blessed to um, have them in my life. And I try to go back every year to visit them, but I pretty much grew up in Texas. Um, I started twirling the baton and modeling at age four. My mom was the teacher. So instead of putting us in daycare, she's like, here's a baton. <laughs> You're going to join the class. Um, and then I retired when I was nine. And so I retired with 150 trophies and a world championship for my age group. And so I didn't realize that this was kind of shaping me for my life. This was literally like shaping my foundation of discipline and work ethics and just, um, you know, just having that foundation of being on stage and just working toward goals. And so I'm very blessed to have. Early age, um, it really, you know, taught just determination and tenacity and all of those things that would play out for the rest of my life. Um, and then I, so I got, uh, certified to teach aerobics at 14. So as you can tell, like age wasn't ever an issue with me. Um, got certified to teach. I started teaching aerobics at 14. By the time I was 19, I was working at a 
um, prestigious uh, club here in Houston called the Houstonian. And um, so I was their aerobic director. I would start um, work my way up to assistant fitness director. And I was there about three years. And then I started working on cruise ships and traveling around the world doing fitness. So my whole life has really been um, really centered around positivity, health, just very active, very active in fitness and beauty pageants and cheerleading and dance. And so I'm, I'm really blessed to have had a mother that she told me, whatever you want to do in life, you can do it. And I believed her. So I just was like, okay, well then if I can do anything I want to do, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> and right. so I know the value of speaking life into others because she spoke that into me. I believed her. And I then I set out to do exactly what she spoke. And so this is why I have centered my life around speaking life into others and believing in them and cheering them on and motivating and encourage and empowering them to step into their greatness and anything is possible. someone in your corner cheering you on believing in you I think it's so important um so I had two sisters as well that really just they all just poured into me and just believed in me so I'm just very fortunate for that um and then so later on I started opening up a bunch of different businesses I had a personal training business called Total You I have Inside Fitness then I started working on ESPN's fitness show Flex Appeal I started doing infomercials and I started competing in fitness competitions I want won some national titles and sports endorsement contracts. And I traveled around speaking, living and breathing fitness and just health and empowerment. So this kind of shaped my whole life um, with these experiences. I would later write my own book called Step-by-Step -Step Guide to Fitness Competition Success, Training Fitness training fitness competitor, people that wanted to compete in fitness competitions. And I really love that. Um, and then I had a beauty pageant business where I had won a beauty pageant. So then I was training and coaching and consulting others to um, how to radiate and shine in a beauty pageant. Then I became a NFL cheerleader, NFL, um, NBA and USFL professional cheerleader, which I absolutely loved. And bringing you to today, I own my own business called Labello Lifestyle. And it's, I get to work with women and empower them into helping them discover their calling so they can have, create a life by design. I'm really big on creating your life by design, but I love to help others find their purpose and passion and calling and get clarity so that they can step into it with confidence and courage. And just, it's all about a journey of becoming the best version of yourself, right? Right. So it's just been such a blessing to just be able to have all these experiences, but with all these experiences, and of course, Dennis, I'm giving you the highlights. <laughs> and the reason I give you the highlights is because that's what I focus on. I know it's my struggles and my, my challenges, and I've overcome a lot of things, but I focus 
on what I've accomplished. And that kind of fuels me to accomplish more, but I'm sure we'll talk about some challenges here too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's part of life. <laughs> absolutely. Right. <laughs> well, I'm glad that your mom instilled in you early in life that you could be anything you want. That was very important. Mm, life changing. Yes. Definitely. I do that the same thing with my kids. I tell them this every day. <laughs> that is great that you're instilling in them because that plays out. You don't realize it, but but the talk and what we do just to with our kids. And um, I'm a part of Big Brother, Big Sister. And so I have a little one that I've been mentoring for one year now. And it's been such a blessing to just speak life into her and knowing that she's 10 years old and constantly. But kids don't always uh, hear what you say they watch what you do so i know that you are living breathing and walking the talk as myself and so with them seeing us and then us speaking into them we're showing them what's possible for their life so i love that you're you've done that or that you constantly do that with your kids and i think it's so important not only with kids but anyone we meet to really lift them up and speak life over people. You know, the power is in the tongue. Life or death is in the tongue. And so always choosing to speak life and encouragement to others. That's what we're here for. We're up here to uplift each other. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so your next topic is what are your top three success tips? that my top three success tips is number one is to have an attitude of gratitude. Now I love this one and it sounds like really that's it. Just, I got to have gratitude, but yes, our attitude is everything. It's not our aptitude, but our attitude that determines our altitude. I'm going to repeat that. It's not our aptitude. It's our attitude that determines our altitude. And what I love that so much, and that's why I became a mindset coach is because it's in our mind where we have successes or failures. It's in our, it comes within of what is our self-talk? What are we telling ourselves and who and what are we listening to? And then the comparison of others and letting outside, you know, distractions and pressures. So it's really keeping that safe space within because it's our mindset and our attitudes and our habits that help us to become successful. And it's really, then that leads me to my second one is cultivating success habits. And what I mean by that is just, I call them daily disciplines and my daily disciplines and these days are non-negotiable. And I, what I'm going to tell you is this has been a process over many years. So anyone listening, just know that it, everything that you want to change, it just takes time, but it has to, you know, be with, it has to look at like how important it is to you. And what I do with my daily disciplines is I definitely start my day off with prayer, 
prayer, reading the Bible, my favorite book, and a meditation. So that's my first thing. I do visualization on my goals. And um, I have a declaration letter, prayer letter that I read every day. Um, I have an accountability partner, and she's also my gratitude partner. So we spend the first 15 minutes of the day in the morning, Monday through Friday, going over our top three gratitudes for the day, because there's so much to be thankful for. And if we focus on the things that we're grateful for, more great, more things come into our life that will give us more things to be grateful for. So where the mind goes, the body follows. So we do our gratitudes and then we do our three power goals for the day. So I do this without avail every single Monday through Friday with my accountability partner. So those daily disciplines involve working out, like I said, uh, meditation, prayer, and then reading. And so I make sure that I'm reading personal growth and development or listening to podcasts or listening to videos of empowerment and positivity because um, it's what we fill our mind up with um, because positive in is positive out. You know, so we got to really be careful of what we're, you know, putting into our bodies. And then my third one is modeling and community, community. So really being in an environment that connotes what's possible, not being around people that tell you, well, you've never done that. You've, you've never started a business before. What makes you think you can do that? You've never done that. And really being around an environment that's conducive to what's possible for your life. And that community that is lifting you up and empowering you. And you're watching other people win at a different level. So you're saying, if they can do it, I can do it. So that community is super important and who we surround ourselves with. I always say like Les Brown, one of my mentors said, um, only hang around OQP and OQP is only quality people. That's right. So, And remembering if we're listening to someone, we're buying their lifestyle. So I, if I want to be wealthy, I'm not going to listen to my broke brother-in-law. Give me advice. Correct. Right. If I want no to way. be healthy and fit, I'm going to go towards someone that is that I admire, that I'm going to model after. So I think those are really key components to being successful is having that mindset, that the daily disciplines, the attitude of gratitude, and then your community hanging around people and modeling after successful people that have already paved the way and knowing if they can do it, you can do it too. That's what it's about. You definitely have to have the uh, mental focus and discipline to accomplish things that you want to do in your life, not just your whole lifespan, but your daily life as well. Absolutely. I'm sure you have them, you know, any successful person has those disciplines in order, in order for them to to be successful. Definitely. And one thing I just started implementing, and I don't know what, but I, I was never a morning person, <laughs> but <laughs> I've been getting up at four 30 in the morning. Okay. Now that's unreasonable, but I do this every now and then to challenge myself. And why, why would I do this? Well, if you read and model after millionaires, billionaires, highly, highly, like the 1% of the world, 
they all get up between, well, usually around four, four thirty, and so I just started challenging myself with that. And you'd be, some, I get so much done. It's amazing. It's a challenge. I'm not gonna. None of this is easy, but it's all worth it. That's right. Cause you have more time in the day to get more mm. things. So good. Now, question three, you kind of started answering already because I was going to ask you, well, your daily disciplines and how important are they to you or success? Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah. So uh, daily disciplines, really, they involve mentally, spiritually and physically. If you're just going to break them down like that, like I make sure that I'm working out, that my body is in movement, that I'm physically strong and so working out and then the mentality part of it is like I shared with you of listening to motivational talks TED talks and um, podcasts and filling my mind with positivity and also reading you know and journaling as well so yes all of those play a big part but um, I really like for me, I have to time block. This is another big, strong success hack that I do because I want to do so many different things. And because I have so many things that are non-negotiable in my life in order for me to reach the next level, I've got to make sure I'm intentional. I love that word because it doesn't just happen. It's because I'm so like I have a time block of where I'm going to implement all these things that are important to me. So what I do does is I keep, I have my daily disciplines in place and then I work my schedule around that. So that's how important they are to me is that it's, it's just really non-negotiable for me. And I attribute a lot of my success to it. That's right. Most of the great people in history have had some form of a schedule with discipline to have them in place. So nothing like throws them off beat or distract them. You just stay and focus and complete the task that you have in front of you. Absolutely. But I'm not going to say like, I am definitely, if we could just be real, I'm, I fall short. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> always, I say they're non-negotiables and I do have that in place, but there's times where I get off track and there's times that where I am distracted and there, I'm not going to lie. There's times that I do struggle with that, but I can shift once I find myself kind of going off track. Um, I really just get still um, because in this world of busyness and going and flowing and, you know, that's really how I live my life is I just know for me when I can get centered and go within and just balance myself again, that's where I find my joy. And that's where I find that I can get back on track um, from the distractions and, um, you know, being pulled in so many different directions. You know, it's, it's, it just takes that awareness. And that's another word I love. So I love intentionality. Let's be intentional of what we want to accomplish, but then also it's just being being like still being going within and um making sure that you're um being on purpose that's right like like you said nobody's perfect every now and then we do get off track because things will distract you and pull you in different directions it, it's part of life unfortunately but the important thing is to get back on track as soon as possible yes Having that mind shift. I love that you said that. Absolutely. 
it's recognizing and having that awareness, but then, and then being able to shift. That's right. Like, wait, snap yourself back to reality. Like, hold up. I was doing something. <laughs> like, where, where was I? <laughs> Focus, focus. It's like, oh, there we go. There we go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's get back. Get back on track. That's right. Sometimes no more distractions. We, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like what I look at it does is if we're in the car and I use my GPS all the time because I'm directionally challenged. Okay. Um, it's like, and then if, if I'm like thinking about something else and I miss my turn and it's like rerouting, rerouting, it's kind of like that. It's like, okay, we got, I got off the track of where I was supposed to go, but it reroutes me. And then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> That's right. It's like God saying, come on, pay, pay attention. I got you. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And he does got us. He does. He does have us. <laughs> oh, man. So your next topic is how did you get into being a private investigator? Hmm. You know what? You've heard the saying, being at the right place at the right time. <laughs> yep, Absolutely. You know what? And I just, I love, like, I just have always had this strong faith, like unshakable faith. And so I have, ha I have a foundation and I believe things happen for a reason and it happens in God's timing. And so it's just for me, um, I was at a place where one of my businesses was really, I, I was struggling with my business and really just um, finding clients and it just came at a perfect time. I met someone and uh, he was a retired captain with HPD. And one thing led to another. We had a conversation and then I started working for him. He helped me get my license and then I became a notary and then I became a process server. And I just always just attribute everything to just being open-minded and I've always been open-minded like looking I have eyes to see and ears to hear looking for opportunities and so this wasn't anything that I said oh I was watching shows and said I want to become a private investigator I've not once said that not once and um it's interesting I've just had a, an amazing plethora of different um different jobs over over the years and it, this one was so interesting to me just because of all the different cases that we would go on. Um, but it, as much as I absolutely love it, it's something that is, it's, it's great, but it's not my calling. My calling is to motivate, inspire, and encourage and change the trajectory of lives and to really help others identify and discover what their calling is. But I know that this experience has definitely made me it to who I am today. So if we can look at, if we look at all of our experiences throughout our life and everything that we've done, God has used it for a purpose for a reason and for a purpose. And so I'm so grateful. I've been a private investigator now for six years and um, I've had some multiple different cases worked on and it has been such a blessing. It's opened my eyes and to other sides of the world that I would have never um, been open to, but it's all a part of my journey um, cultivating and crafting my story. And so it's been absolutely amazing. 
Well, I'm glad you're enjoying this experience. You know, it's something that you didn't sought out at first. You had your other things going on. And this comes up. It's like, all right, let me try this and see how it goes. Yeah. And that's what I want to encourage others is you never know unless you step out, but you got to have the courage to step into something completely new. I mean, this was completely new to me, <laughs> but um, it has been the greatest. It's been a great blessing. And like I said, you know, it's it's added to who has made me who I am today. So like I said, all of our experiences, they make us into the person that we were meant to be um, to fulfill our purpose. And it's just a part of the journey, a part of the story. And um, yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. Before we move ahead, I got to say, I love your energy and positive <laughs> mindset. It's awesome. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I love life. I absolutely love life. And I always talk about just, you know, passion and purpose. I mean, this is what lights me up, Des. Like us sitting here talking and sharing, you know, ideas and stories. Like this is what really lights me up is hearing different stories and learning from others and um, just talking about the, the purpose and the passion behind it. But it's infectious. So if we just live our life by that and not just live to get by and, you know, but really live to, to, to live out our passion and to translate that and to give our gift away because whoever's listening to my voice right now, everybody has a unique and special gift and talent. Some have not discovered it yet, but each and every person has this uniqueness inside them that makes them who they are. And it's up to them to discover it, to find it, and then to live it, and then to give it away. Because it is our gift to the world is when we can step in to be our best version of ourselves. And then we give that gift away to others. I mean, it's just such a blessing. And it's a blessing for me to be able to help and support others on that journey. There you go. Like I said, I definitely can feel the energy through the phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. So your next topic is how do you coach your clients to break through limiting beliefs? Yes, this is a great one. And why I like this is because if we don't line up, uh, if we if we're not aware of what's holding us back, then we can't change it, right? We don't know. Right. You don't know what you don't know. So I love to work with individuals. And what we do is through this process that I use in my coaching, um, we get to the bottom of really what is holding them back. And a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is from past experiences of fear, not feeling worthy, um, just not just the self-talk that they've been, um, the things that they tell themselves. And, you know, it's really about discovering what that is and coaching them through that because a lot of it comes from our early experiences, from maybe a teacher when we were younger that told us there's no, that just give it up. You'll never be anything. You'll never amount to anything. Or if it was, you know, someone in our life, our mom or our someone, our family member telling us this. So if we can 
go back to what that experience was, identify what that was that we have turned that experience into is to be true. And then what we do is we take that, what we think to be true and we reframe it. What I mean by that, we take that experience and we write a new story. It's almost like, um, you know, those old cassette tapes. It's like a tape that we that we have in our mind. It's yep. like, it's a, it's one of those tapes. And what we could do is we could take that out and we rip up that old tape from that cassette tape. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, we're going to make a new tape. So that reframe is a new thing of I can do all things. I am fully equipped and empowered. I am, you know, I can accomplish great things. So we're reframing those limiting beliefs we're reframing them to a positive, new, empowering tape. And what we're doing is we're reshaping our thinking. We're imprinting new beliefs and new by affirmations, by speaking life to ourselves out loud. We're, re, we're changing our thought process, but we're also speaking life into our circumstances and into our lives so it, but it really starts with getting clarity on what that looks like and then through the process the process is so powerful and that's why i do what i do des is because it's so cool like my success is just seeing these women that i work with and seeing those those walls that are holding them back, those fears that are holding them back for them to get into a aha moment to where they are realizing what their dream is and they're stepping into it with boldness. But it really takes, again, it goes back to my early years of my life, my mom speaking life into me and having someone, and I have a coach, like coaches have coaches, mentors have mentors. I have coaches, mentors, accountability partner, prayer partner, um, gratitude partner. Like I have a community around me that I that I plug into. And so that's what I am to others is that I am that one that locks arms with them and says, you know what, we're going to do it together. And this is how we do it and really get them into a state of believing what's possible and then get them into a community that we have a powerful community that lifts them up and then encourages them along the way. So this is such a powerful thing. And that's why I love coaching. I love one-on-one -on -one coaching um, because I know the, what the difference it's made in my life. And that's how I was able to win national fitness competitions, beauty pageants. I've always had that coach and that mentor that I've worked with one-on-one -on -one to get me to where I want to go. There you go. It's nothing better than having a great support system around you. Mm, it is so important. Extremely important. So your next topic, talk about all your experiences. What do you feel like was the most important one that you went through? All my experiences. Well, you know, I've, I've talked about a lot of my successes and things that I've done, which, um, 
I'm so grateful for, but I want to talk about um, one of my struggles. And one of my struggles was I was living in Hollywood, California, because I was doing a lot of acting, modeling. I was doing infomercials and I had worked on the ESPN's fitness show. And so I was doing a lot of like swimsuit modeling and um, uh, auditioning for different roles in films. And I can remember uh, after a short time um, of auditioning and mind you, when you're going on all these auditions, everything is predicated on the exterior. So it's all about how tall you are, if your hair's dark, how you look like, if, you know, what you look like in order for you to get the job. So over time of auditioning and not getting the role, not getting the, the, the shoot, not getting the things, what tend to happen was rejection started to creep in. And I was listening to my managers, my agents, they're all telling me who to be and what to say during the audition to get the job. So you can only imagine with all these exteriors, so much focus on the outside, I really lost who I was inside. And I talk about this experience in my book called The Breakthrough. And um, I talk about that this experience of just losing myself and losing my identity because I was listening to everyone on the outside and I wasn't staying true to what was on the inside. And going through this experience, I just, I woke up one day and I just felt lost. I felt lost. I felt like I didn't even know who I was anymore. I felt rejected. Um, I was losing my identity of just really who I was. And so breaking through that struggle of breaking through my losing my identity and losing myself, what I learned through that experience does is that you always have to stay true to yourself. And to I was listening so much on the outside, I wasn't true to who I was being on the inside and I just lost myself. So really going back to really being true to who I am and making sure that I'm just staying in my true authentic self and not letting outside forces dictate my joy, my happiness. Even though my job depended on what I looked on the outside, staying confident and true to myself on the inside and going through this struggle was it was it was a really dark time in my life. But overcoming it, knowing that I had to go through that to experience what I consider failures and rejection. I felt lost and alone by myself there to to know that this is just a part of the journey and that I need to believe, continue to believe in myself, stay true to myself and, um, and go through that in order to come out on the other side, which is every struggle, every obstacles and child, child's, I use the language I use for that is it's a growth opportunity. So I always look at 
all of that. And we're going to have that throughout our life continuing on. It's a process, but I look for opportunities to grow. And so it's just gaining a new perspective and just shifting my mindset. And that's why I love the mindset work that I do. It's because it all goes back to how I felt about myself and um, just shifting that mindset gaining that perspective and that self-talk, but really getting back to my core values, which I teach a lot about aligning your goals with your core values, leaning into that fear and finding that courage because we all have a new energy and courage that was within us, but we have to manage our thoughts and our emotions and our situation. But I always like to say your setback is a setup for a comeback. I'm going to repeat that. Your setback is a setup for a comeback. And I love that so much because God is using that for us to be stronger, wiser, and better, to take our life to a whole nother level, to step into being the best version of ourselves. And then it's through our struggles and trials and tribulations and the things that we go through, our challenges that we can then share with others this is what I did. This is what I went through. And this is how I came out on the other side. This is how I used that challenge to really propel me to the next level of my life. And so I just, I love, you know, that I get to share some of some, some trials that went in my life because there's constantly, this is a process, right? It's, right. it's a journey and it's a, I consider it a practice, meaning it's a, it's a daily practice. It's we're going to, I'm going to continue to have challenges, but how can I use that challenge to come out on the other side to be stronger, wiser, and better? And then how can I use that story to help others and empower others and, and just help others along the journey, go through it as well. Yeah. Our trials and tribulations is what makes us stronger. And we definitely come out on the other side. You definitely, you definitely got Put the work in the get out of that dark place in your life to get to the light. So, absolutely, there's always a hidden blessing. There's a hidden blessing and a blessing. <laughs> so, if we, right. just, <laughs> if we could just learn to look for that blessing and that lesson, then we can use it to empower us instead of holding us down and back and hostage for us to be free. That's right. Can't let let it hold you down. Can't do it. That's right. So your next question is a bonus one. So talk about some of the, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about some of the uh, cultural differences between living over in Spain and U.S. Ooh. So, well, like I said, I was born there, but I pretty much was raised in America. But when I go back to visit, Um, which I love to visit my family in Spain. It's one of my favorite places to go in the world and my favorite time to be there with them. Um, But the difference is um, they, what I found the most is a lot of them um, drink a lot. (laughs) They drink (laughs) and they smoke. That's just, that's their culture. And being raised in fitness where I don't smoke, I don't, drink that much. And, um, you know, so that was definitely a difference. And then I was used to the fitness 
lifestyle of eating, you know, four meals a day and um, they eat maybe two meals a day and their lunch is at like two in the afternoon and then dinner is not till like nine. And what? yeah, dinner is late there. Um, they're just a, they're, they're a nocturnal culture. Um, I can remember, you know, going to dinner like at nine o'clock at night and at home, like I'm getting ready for bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just definitely a different culture, but working with women from all over the world, there's not a lot of difference when I, when I'm thinking about, um, we all want the same thing. We all want to have our voices. We want to be heard. Um, we want love in our life. And we, you know, we really just want to do it all and make it, make a difference in the world. So, you know, we all still want the same thing, but as far as the, the actual, the culture of living is, is very different. I'd like to visit. I can't imagine living there full time just because of, uh, the things that the lifestyle that I live of, you know, getting up early, going to bed, you know, early and um, eating many meals a day. <laughs> um, but I do love to go and, and just, you know, when in Rome, do like the Romans. So when in Spain, I, I do what they do. <laughs> I wow. have big uh, carb meals, which I normally don't do. My dad makes the best paella the best paella. It takes them like a full 24 hours to make it. And it is amazing. So that's what I really look forward to coming home to, you know, it's a big carb meal. And then of course we have a lot of bread with it. And so, you know, that's the one time that I just get to, you know, be free and just eat whatever I want to eat and <laughs> do what I want to do. So it's great. Exactly. Because imagine if you did have to move back over here. It's like you have to reboot yourself as a person. Like, man, I got to do this. That I got you got to adjust this things. It'll be crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a it's such a great place to visit. I love international travel. I absolutely love it. Traveling is one of my passions. Um, this year I got to go to Turkey. I went to Istanbul and I went to um Cappadocia, and I got to go hot air ballooning um, around the city. It was so amazing in Cappadocia. And then I got to stay in a cave hotel, which was one of my dreams. <laughs> so it was pretty amazing. I absolutely love different cultures. I love just experiencing, you know, different people from all over the world and how they eat and how they live and what they do. And it's just fascinating to me. Yes, definitely. Have you done a lot of traveling, Des? Um, not really, but I definitely want to. I was trying to be even more careful with the whole pandemic thing. Like things are a little bit better than they were, but I do want to travel. I want to go to like Paris. I definitely want to go to Tokyo. That's on my bucket list. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm sure you will. Definitely. Definitely on my bucket list, man. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, that, Tokyo was the one place I felt tall. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I'm 5'4". <laughs> so I'm petite 5'4". But um, that was the one place I felt, um, I actually felt tall. Because <laughs> they're, they're a little bit shorter. But um, yeah, I cheered for the Denver Broncos. And we had our um, a game there with the Broncos. It was American Bowl. 
and um, it was in the egg dome there in Tokyo. And they, the people there were so amazing. They love American football, number one, but they were so accommodating and just, we got treated like rock stars. It was absolutely amazing experience, except for the humidity was crazy hot over there. <laughs> at the time that we went but it was a great experience you're gonna have an amazing time when you go definitely like, i love the culture um i definitely love like the animes and stuff like that i just love everything about it man, so. yes and i love sushi yes do you like sushi <laughs> uh i have not tried it yet actually no okay. i have not tried it yeah okay, well <laughs> We got some things we got to do, Des. <laughs> this is true. We definitely do. Gotta travel. Gotta try some new stuff. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you touched on this earlier. So my next question was, tell us how our uniqueness is our superpower. Yes. Yeah, exactly what I talked about earlier is like, I believe that God has given each and every one a unique talent and gift inside them. And what that is, is when I start working with clients, um, if they don't know what that is, it's like, if you ask yourself, what do people compliment me about? What do, what do I do so easily and so effortlessly? Like, I don't even think anything of it. You know, and we would be surprised when we come up with those things and we ask our closest people around us, like, what do you think? You know, what do you think that I um, that I'm gifted at? But it's all about discovering new things about ourselves. And I believe that having this uniqueness when I was younger, I didn't like the fact that my name was different, that I lived in another country. I didn't like these things that made me different. Of course, today I embrace it. I embrace the fact that I have, you know, that I'm unique in that aspect of a different name. I was named after a Russian princess from William Shakespeare's Midsummer's Night's Dream. And so, <laughs> yeah. So all of my sisters, we were all named after princesses of different origins. So my mom read a lot of books and um, that was definitely unique, but so now I get to help others just discovering, you know, it's the thing when we try to blend in with other people, we were meant to stand out. We're not meant to fit in. We're meant to stand in our greatness and in our potential and discovering what makes us unique. And that is our superpower. And that is what we can stand in and that we can share with the world because that makes us different. And we live in this world, everyone's trying to fit into everything else. But if we can just discover what makes us unique and stand out, that is where our power lies. And when we can learn to do that, we're operating from our superpower. So that's what gives us power to do the things that we need to do. But it's really discovering what that uniqueness is and not trying to downplay it but to step into it, to step into the things that make us different, that have us, you know, doing things differently than other people and utilizing and creating that, cultivating that and walking in that. But it takes that courage 
and that confidence to step out and find out because we don't know what it is until we start stepping out, but we got to step out in faith in order to, to gain that and find what that is for us. Right. Cause once you step out, you need it that you never knew. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And just celebrating that, just finding what that is and, you know, um, not, not trying to be anyone else, but trying to be our own selves. And when we're comfortable in our own skin with what we're meant to do, and that comes back to like going within and finding our why, like, why do we do what we do? Like, why does, is it important for you to have the Des experience this podcast and to share other people's story, like getting to the heart of the matter because our mind wants to take over. But if we go into the heart matter of why we do what we do, because, you know, why I do what I do is because I witnessed my mom showing love and encouragement and generosity. And when I was younger, we would have people at our house and I'd be like, mom, who is this? And like, oh, she didn't have a place to stay. So she's going to stay with us for a week. And so just, just seeing a life of that is like, I wanted my life to look like that. I wanted my life to be of that love and that encouragement and that, um, you know, helping others. And then I also saw her sacrifice a lot to give us three girls, um, you know, give us everything. And so that's why I have a heart for women is really just to, you know, share with them and help them find their calling to where they can be a mom and have kids and um, be a wife, but they could also have their own identity, their own business, their own career, their own heart for something else that makes them unique, that builds them up as an individual person. I mean, it's it being a mom is the hardest job in the world, but then also having your own uniqueness and your own, your own identity is important too. So that's why I do what I do and that I, why I have a heart to serve. That's right. I'm sure everybody appreciates the message you have to give. They're listening very closely to you. Oh, I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. It's not hopeful. I know so. Trust <laughs> me. I just have a feeling. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> so at this point in my pod, I always turn it over to my guests and you can ask me any question that you want. Oh, okay. Um, so Yes, I just, I was on another podcast recently and I was asked, what is the one, what is something that you've learned about yourself recently? Whew, nobody's asked me that. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said the same thing when I, before Ooh. I answered it and I got to use a real life story that something of just, something that just happened. And um, so I'd like to know that from you. What is something that you've learned about yourself recently? Oh, man. <laughs> You're like, wait, one. wait, I don't want this question. No, nah, <laughs> it's all question. good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've been asked that question. Let me think for a moment. Hmm. What is one thing I've learned about myself? <sighs> Yeah, that's a real good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, while you're thinking, I can share real quickly what I learned just recently. Go ahead. 
Um, so what I what I shared with her um, is that recently I've had a growth opportunity. Remember, I used that for a challenge. I had a growth opportunity, and what I learned about myself is that I can I'm stronger than I think, and that I could rise above any situation and not to allow. It's on my vision board. Inner peace begins that the moment you do not let people, places, and things control your, your joy. So harnessing my joy. And I recently had an, an individual kind of come at me and it was a moment to where I could pause and not respond, but just pause. But then I had a moment to react with love, respond with love and kindness and generosity, because I don't, I always want to live my life in excellence and I don't want to come off. I don't want to give back what someone's putting out. I always want to rise above every situation. So for me, I learned to always, always, always respond with love and kindness and generosity and have grace and mercy for people and not respond accordingly. So rising above every situation, that's what I've learned. You got this. You got to. I just figured it out as you were about to tell your part. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I learned about myself uh, recently that I lost is to stop trying to find approval from others. Because I know a lot of us, a lot of us, no matter what point in your life, you went through that point where trying to find approval, you do anything for attention and stuff like that, just for people to say, oh, pat you on the back. Hey, good job. This, that, and the third. So that's the biggest thing to stop worrying about, try to seek approval from others to be happy with who I am, um, go for what I want in life, and just to be confident at all times, even though no matter what challenges come at me, just to stay calm, keep a clear mind, open mind, and just push forward. Thing I've learned. I love that you just said that. I love yep. that because that I think everyone listening can relate to that um, because we all we we love to be acknowledged, right? And we look right. for others to you know for approval and acknowledgement. But um, I love that you said to you know really go within to just believe in yourself and um, not seek it outside of yourself and just remain clear-minded and be calm and pressing forward. I love that. That's, that's, that, those are great nuggets, Des. <laughs> drop the <laughs> mic, drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best just being honest. That's all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that's great wisdom. And that's a great reminder definitely for me. So thank you for that. Oh, no problem. It seems like you got it all together already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me let me just say that I'm an actress, so I do not have it all together. <laughs> I want to <laughs> let everyone know I may seem like it, I may look like it, but I do not have it all together. I am figuring it out along the way, <laughs> for real. You know, and what I've also learned is it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to be messy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an overcoming perfectionist. And um, so I am teaching and training and practicing on just doing it, just doing it messy. 
you know, just showing up, you know, of course, striving for excellence, but it's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to not be perfect because it's a step-by-step, you know, process. So I am still learning along the way. I do not have it together, but I will keep trying and I will keep trying. I'll keep showing up and doing my best that I can possibly do, but it is definitely a process. Definitely. It takes baby steps sometimes to get to the end of the road where you're to. Yes, definitely. I feel like a lot of people have an issue with trying to skip the process and getting right to the mountaintop. I'm like, but you got to enjoy the journey first. (laughs) That's so true. It's so true because a lot of people say, I'll be happy when, when I have my business, when I do this and when I meet the person of my life, you know, my life just, you know, but it's really about being happy and joyful on the way to going where you're, where you're going. And it's, it's not an end result. Happiness is not an end result. So it's finding that inner peace and that happiness and that joy um, in, in the moment um, on the way to where you're going. I feel like if people would just focus on the things they are in control of and let God deal with the things that are out of control, then life will work itself out eventually. I love that. It's so true. It's so true. It's uh, surrendering to the things you can't control, controlling the things you can and surrendering to the ones that you can't. But I also like to look at it as um, you are looking, focusing on where you want to go, not where you want to not where you don't want to go. So it's where our eyes are on of focusing what we have. That's why gratitude is great and focusing where we're going instead of focusing on lack and where we've been and what we don't want. So that is crucial to focus on where we're going. That's right. Cause life will throw you a lot of things to distract you, to get you off your, um, the road to success. So. Yes. Stay focused, stay strong, stay on track, keep your eyes on the ball and enjoy what life, this precious gift we have of life. Preach. Every day. (laughs) Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I love it. And that's, that's one of the key things is, you know, is having fun in everything you do. It's like not taking life so serious. There's a lot of seriousness in the world, but it doesn't just say that we can't find laughter and fun and joy in every single thing that we do. And if you're not having fun, something's wrong. (laughs) We need to change something. So that's that's always been my motto of just really having fun in everything that I do. Like, man, you ain't having fun. Somebody called the fun police. What are you doing? (laughs) The fun police. I love it. I love it. We need to have them arrested if they're not having fun. That's right. Like, come on. Now you can't be serious all the time, man. You got to crack a smile every now and then. Crack a joke, man. You got to do it. Laughter is the best medicine. Don't they know? Laughter is the best medicine. Amen. (laughs) So find something. It actually helps cure diseases. It's laughing. So if we can just learn those hacks of just to be happy and laughter and enjoying life and focusing on the blessings and gratitude of what we have, then 
we're just we're on our way, on our way for sure. That's right, and I feel like if they don't know what fun is, then they are like Patrick. They live under a rock. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, before we end, Des, I just wanted to offer, I have, um, I'm offering the listeners here, I have five spots open, but I'm offering a free 60-minute one-on-one private coaching session. I call them vision strategy sessions. And the listeners can go to TatianaLabellosCalendar.com, TatianaLabellos calendar.com and if anyone wants to book a 60 minute free vision strategy session we'll do a one-on-one private coaching session and i have five spots open but i just wanted to um offer that to your listeners for listening today y'all better sign up now have y'all been listening to this episode (laughs) (laughs) we'll take your life to a whole nother level change that (laughs) <laughs> that's right change your life positivity having fun as well all roll up in one yes yes dynamite <laughs> <laughs> y'all better listen to coach t man you better listen. <laughs> i like that coach t that's right <laughs> how empower are you that's right so before we end this is there any last words a positive message you want to leave Do you have anything new coming up in the future? And do you want to share your social media handles? Absolutely. So everyone can find me on on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram under Tatiana Labello. And then my website is labellolifestyle.com. That's one of my websites, labellolifestyle.com. And then tatianalabello.com is where um, I'm offering my book. So you can get my book called Breakthrough. And these are great short stories of authors around the world. I don't know if anyone's heard of Les Brown, but he was one of my mentors that I have studied under for many, many years. This book is with him and another one of my mentors, Johnny Wimbery and Nick Halleck. And so there's short stories of uh, breakthrough, of real life stories, of struggles and how uh, individuals overcame them and literally practical tools that where you can take them away and apply them to your own life. If you're feeling stuck or unfulfilled and you need a breakthrough to get to the next level. So yes, you can go there and uh, calendar.com for one-on-one coaching. But yes, I just have some speaking engagements coming up and podcasts, but um, that is definitely where you can find me on all the social media. Hey, y'all better follow her. Y'all better book your appointment now. You better do the whole nine. (laughs) Thank you, Des. It's been such an honor and a blessing talking with you today. And I appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you're doing and Um, Just sharing those stories and inspiring others and keep doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Miss T. I appreciate it so much. That means a lot. It really does. Definitely, definitely. So I just want to say thank you for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Yes. Like I said, it was an honor and a blessing. I'm so happy that I got to come on and um, I look forward to seeing you 
cheering you on from over here, continuing that. So thank you so much, Desmond. You're welcome. I'll be doing the same for you. And I also will follow you on LinkedIn because I have it too. So perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have a good rest of your evening and a great week ahead. Awesome. You too, Des. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.